Welcome to the Future of Consumer and Retail podcast by SAP. In this episode, we're offering an inside look at the moments that matter in the consumer shopping journey. Listen in for insights from our special guest from Diageo, one of the world's leading beverage companies with top-selling brands including Johnny Walker, Smirnoff, Guinness, Bailey's, Captain Morgan, and more. I'm Matt Gardner, and today my good friend Sonny Neely will be hosting this important conversation for our listeners. Sonny, over to you. So I want to introduce a couple of guests today. I'm Sonny Neely with the Consumer Products Industry Business Unit with SAP, bringing some industry experience myself, having been a brand manager for Coca-Cola and Ferrero. Let me introduce a couple of other folks today. First, Efren Rosario. Hi, Sonny. It's good to see you again, as always. My name is Efren Rosario, and I lead our futures and shopper planning at Diageo. Prior to that, I've spent 10 years at Coca-Cola, which is where Sonny and I first met as well as having spent time in a variety of different marketing and commercial roles at various CPG startups, both here in Europe, as well as back in the U.S. So excited to be with you all today and looking forward to the discussion. Welcome, Efren. And of course, I also want to introduce John Dano. So if you could introduce yourself, John. Hey, all. How you doing? John Dano here. I am a industry advisor for consumer products at SAP. Prior to that, I spent about 20 years in the consumer products industry in technology leadership roles at the Campbell Soup Company. And I am super excited to have Efren on this call, being in the industry right here and now to have a conversation and get into some stuff that's very critical to today's consumer and consumer products company. So this is going to be a lot of fun. And thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. I'll echo, John. It's so exciting to talk with someone who's living this day-to-day. Moments that matter can change depending on the market condition. It's really great to be thinking about the consumer and how to make that connection with some of these headwinds. So with that, let's talk about the consumer and the journey from purchase and usage all the way to loyalty and how this has evolved throughout the years. One of the learnings that I've had in the last several years has been the blurring of the line between consumer and shopper. The shift from a consumption mindset or a consumer mindset to a shopper mindset is now instantaneous because when we're scrolling our social media feeds or even in stores, it happens a lot more rapidly than it ever used to. So that's been one of the things that I've been tuned into. How we can get out of this prior paradigm of thinking about consumer and shopper in a very siloed sort of way. I love it. And, you know, as that shopper consumer, if you will call it, is going to purchase, they're being assaulted, I think, with more and more branded messages every day. They're on media more often. You've got media following you around in your phone. I saw a statistic, 10,000 branded messages every day. And how do you cut through that clutter? You know, how do you personalize the message in a way that distinguishes you from 10,000 other people that are personalizing it as well? It's, in essence, a combination of the C's, if you will, right? So it's obviously understanding that individual, whether you're thinking about them as a consumer and or a shopper, but then I think it's the context of the situation they're in, right? We tend to ignore one or the other or not pay attention to one or the other. So I think it's the combination of those two things that really brings the magic. When you think about consumer and context together, that really is able to drive you to that ultra personalization. How much does the experience that consumers engaged in matter? to be able to either catch or maintain that loyalty to a particular brand. Are you also trying to find a particular experience that they're in to really try and develop that loyalty? How does that work? I think it all starts with understanding the overall journey in terms of where the consumer and or shopper is on that journey. You know, in some cases, they're more in the discovery phase in terms of just wanting to learn or educate themselves. Maybe they're looking for a new cocktail, for example, 
to try at their next social event, or maybe they're looking for gift ideas for the holidays that are coming up, right? It starts with understanding where you are on that journey. And then I like to think about it in very simple metrics or levers that I can pull in terms of ultimately driving or delivering value, right? So if I'm thinking about what percentage of the addressable population is aware of my product or my category, then working my way through the funnel in regards to consideration and then ultimately purchase. It's understanding what is the frequency that they're purchasing and ultimately what repeat rate do I have? If I think about those as my key levers from a loyalty standpoint, by the law of numbers, the more experiences, the more interactions people have with my product, whether or not it ends up in a purchase, it's going to drive some sort of emotion, some sort of engagement with my brand. I want them to not just love my brand, but also to buy my brand as well. Both are important, right? Because that engagement is going to drive conversion, but it's also going to drive brand building in terms of equity as well. In the business that you're in, in the moments of truth, a lot of that is outside of the home, right? You're in some engaged environments at a bar, at a restaurant, you're with friends, you've got this experience going on. And through the whole pandemic, that had to be significantly challenging. First, those opportunities were non-existent and then slowly it's come back. So is there a way to capitalize on coming back into that away from home environment and being able to build your brand in those experiences while you've spent a lot of time connecting with them online? How does those two marry together? That's a great question, John. And what we saw during the pandemic Consumers, we're resourceful, right? So in essence, you know, everything from learning to make our own sourdough starters and play the ukulele or whatever else that you did to get through the last two, three years, you proved yourself to be quite resourceful, right? So when it comes to our category and our brand, consumers were able to, in essence, recreate a lot of the occasions that they typically would have out of home, in home. And that was a great opportunity for us to connect with consumers in a slightly different way in regards to cocktail recipes and being able to really elevate that at-home occasion to come close to matching what they were getting out of home. And you're absolutely right. Now that out of home has rebounded and come back to close to what it was pre-pandemic, consumers will still look to discover new brands and to experiment, not just with our category, but also with other CPG categories. So how can we think about not just the traditional spaces where those things have happened, but let's think about new third spaces that we hadn't really thought about. We hear a lot about the metaverse and we hear a lot about other alternate spaces where consumers found the moment of celebration. We really have to make sure that we think about those as we're thinking about our away from home approach. I was talking to a customer in a different category a couple of weeks ago, and they said that, you know, for diapers, another out of home experience, choosing the diaper in the hospital is a decision that lasts for the life of your diaper consumption. Think about the life cycle of people who consume alcohol. Maybe the first time that they need to actually stand and have a premium drink, an office dinner or a date or something like that, as opposed to drinking just whatever they might have drunk before. I think there's times when Diageo can play a bigger role, not just in terms of that initial sale, but over the life cycle of the consumer. Absolutely. I think as a category leader, we have an opportunity to help our consumers feel more confident with making some of those decisions. I speak as a consumer. A lot of us were trying new things for the first time in regards to new hobbies or in essence, reconverting our homes into offices or to entertainment spaces. So a lot of that, I think, has to do with just educating the consumers and putting them at ease. I think it goes even beyond the serve, right? Obviously, the serve is at the core of that, but I think it's the other elements around the serve that are really, really important as well. I think all of those things combined create that memorable experience. So how do we, in essence, help people celebrate moments everywhere? 
So if we shift away from the pandemic and now deal with our current day problems, one of which is inflation, right? How have things changed from a consumer perspective and how have you reacted to be able to retain that consumer while managing a lot of the costs that you have? Even marketing budgets are getting challenged now. So I wanted to get your perspective on how it's impacting your industry and what you're doing about it. The economy has replaced COVID as the primary concern on most consumers' minds, right? To answer your question, John, I kind of want to separate it into two parts. The first one being around getting closer to our consumers. So how can we understand and better anticipate their motivations? 70% of consumers have told us they need those moments of celebration on a regular basis to get through these hard times. What we see is, is that our category is fairly resilient when it comes to the pressures that other discretionary spending categories are feeling. So a lot of that has to do with understanding the moments that matter for consumers and making sure that we are relevant and that we're engaging in those moments in the right ways. And then the second part of that has been how certain brands have chosen to cut their marketing spend. We at Diageo have not taken that approach. We've been and said, how can we be more effective around our marketing dollars? Not just spending less, but how can we spend it in the right places? Understanding what are the moments that matter to our consumers to make sure that we are present and then we're engaging in those moments with the right experiences and then making sure that we're coming to those moments with the content that's going to delight and hopefully convert consumers to choose our brands as well. So those would be the two things for me. Again, one, getting closer to the consumer and then ultimately marketing effectiveness, not reduction in total spend. I love how you're talking about different outlets. I mean, it could be that some of the independents are going to be the ones that are more challenged or they're going to be the ones that are more innovative and come up with the right way to deliver more value or whatever consumers might be looking for in this type of period. Being able to serve both anchor customers, you know, like Darden restaurants or whatever, as well as the myriad of long tail mom and pop bars is critical. And finding a way to do that efficiently can benefit a provider like Diageo just as much as it can benefit the restaurant operators. What our research has shown has been that there will be certain consumption occasions where consumers will opt to go for that local outlet. I'm going to support this particular outlet because they're part of the local community and I want to make sure that I do right by them. There'll be other situations where like people will choose to say, I'm either not going to go out or I'm going to, in essence, instead of going to that fine dining restaurant, I may go casual or I may go fast food or I may just choose to eat at home. It's a bit of an affordable luxury. So I may not be able to take that vacation to the Caribbean as I had planned. But you know what I can do is I can go to my local eating establishment and enjoy a nice cocktail with friends and family. People are telling us, yes, they will cut some of their on-trade frequency, but some consumers are also telling us this is one of those ways for us to, in essence, continue to enjoy those moments of celebration. Trade operators have to think about, you know, how are they going to get savvier with regards to being able to make sure that they're actually capturing their fair share of those visits, especially if there are fewer of those. And the ways to do that are through a lot of the things that we see in retail. How are you using data? How are you actually collecting and better utilizing first-party data? Maybe you do that through a loyalty program, or maybe you do that through your POS system. I think it's about also elevating the experience, right? What can trade operators working with brands like ours do to elevate the experience? Well, do choose to go out. If you're going to deliver quality and that affordable luxury, what are you doing to raise the bar along that line as well? And then there's obviously the role of technology in regards to what can you do around promotion that you're activating? What could you do in regards to being more cost-effective? There's a lot of opportunities for that as well. And then the last area of focus for us is what are we doing around sustainability? Sustainability is becoming an increased purchase driver for consumers. Their level of expectation in regards to what the brands and the retailers they choose to visit do around sustainability 
is going to be higher than it's been in the past. Part of the way technology can help is better managing and marshalling the data to properly segment and deliver specific experiences people are looking for. We were just at a conference in New York last week talking to a couple different CPG companies. And they actually were trying to segment their consumers based on price elasticity. Because if people are very price sensitive right now, those are probably going to be the ones that are looking to cut more. But there are others that if you can identify them, that's where you can go ahead and deliver the full experience to make it meaningful. Another area of technology that can help leveraging commerce, service, other types of engagement automation to lower the cost to serve and improve the experience of your operators themselves. We saw a really impressive presentation from Nestle about how they're able to deliver all their quality products to this long tail of mom and pop restaurants and stores. Win-win for everybody in a tough weather condition like we have right now with the economy. That being said, any closing thoughts about the future of on-premise? We talked about technology. We talked about consumer data. Any other thoughts about where we think on-premise is going for consumer products? It comes back to some of the things we discussed earlier, which I think it's proximity to the consumer, both in terms of physical proximity, but also, I guess, mental proximity. At Diageo, we talk a lot about mental and physical availability. Those are at the core of how we look at marketing and and also the marketing initiatives that we choose to prioritize. And then we mentioned that a couple of times, experience matters. Consumers tell us time and time again, while the experience they have, whether it happens to be at an entree establishment or whether it happens to be in perusing a shelf at a retailer or whether it be consuming at home, all those things matter, both in terms of their overall perception and that's consideration of a brand, but also ultimately in terms of driving conversion or driving purchase as well. We as brands have to be aware of that and really thinking about what we do to deliver those immersive end-to-end experiences across the entire journey. So to me, those would be the two key takeaways. That's awesome. One final question to everybody. Maybe we start with John. If there was just one thing you could tell the listeners who are focusing on their strategy around moments that matter, what would that be? We've said it all here. It's being able to get close to the consumer wherever they are and understand their behaviors, understand the experience that they're choosing to take with the product and maximize your connection with those consumers, not only to help build the experience that they have and make it memorable, but at the same time, get more proactive data around the consumer so you can make better decisions to be able to adapt to a very dynamic marketplace, whether that's economic conditions, different circumstances. When you think about the World Series lately, there was probably, from an experience perspective, moments of celebration in Houston where the on-trade market was booming after they won. Right. And my neighbors here in the Philadelphia area probably were experiencing a moment of despair and probably going to the store and bringing it home. So there's all these opportunities that you really have to measure and proactively getting ahead of it and connecting with that consumer is a way to build strategy of engagement and manage the peaks and valleys of an unpredictable world. I love it. And just a quick build to that, I'll give credit to a training course that I've been doing. It's about picking your partners wisely. Are you making your way up or down the quality staircase? Are you choosing partners that in essence will elevate your capabilities around the things that you know need to get done? You want to make sure that you're always finding partners that help you work your way up that quality staircase in whatever you do, particularly in this situation around creating those immersive end-to-end experiences. I love it. 
The one thing I would say, I just love Diageo's example of don't take the foot off the gas in a recession. You know, this is the last time you want to do that. In fact, to use a military metaphor, like most of the great innovations in military technology happen during warfare. Necessity, the mother of invention, fantastic innovation comes out and you can launch new things, apply new technology to achieve goals in the thick of things. You don't have to be in the middle of these perfect boom times. You know, and, and I love how Diageo is using a real you know, in-the-moment approach to this. And I think it's going to serve them well, both in this recession and also afterward, where their brand is going to be soaring while others are going to be kind of picking up the pieces. With that, Efren, I can't say how much I appreciate your input. John, great point as well. This has been a really good discussion about a topic that's really top of mind for everyone, moments that matter during tough times and good. So thanks again, everyone. And we will look forward to seeing you next time on the podcast. Thank you, Efren. Really appreciate it. I will toast you tonight. Cheers. Cheers. Salud. In this podcast episode, we reviewed moments that matter in the consumer shopping journey. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform to continue getting the latest consumer insights and connect with us on LinkedIn as we're here to support with the latest consumer industry challenges. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to sharing again with you in the future.